Good morning and welcome to We Ask Watson. I'm Jerry and I'm an ambassador for Watson's Daily and as usual, joining me today is Peter Watson. Good morning, Peter. Hi there. So, Peter, what was your favourite story of the day? Well, um, I like the, uh, obviously, the you know, the vaccine um, stuff is very interesting, um, but I, I really wanted to just um, talk briefly today about um, an article in the FT that was, ta- that was quoting the Qantas uh, chief. Um, saying that he was saying that vaccination um, would have to be a necessity for international flights. Now, I think that this is first. So just taking this as the, you know, the central thing um, we're talk- uh, I'm talking about today is that um, there is there is talk about using a digital health pass. Um, the one that is quoted in there is um, backed by the World Economic Forum. And it's called Common Pass. Um, and in that uh, instance, you get a digital certificate is downloaded onto your mobile phone. And the idea there is that, you know, there's supposed to be some sort of standardization and that you're not, um, uh, you know, ferreting around in your pockets for um, random kind of bits of paper and copies and stuff like that, which can be very easily forged. Now, um, I, I'm not sure, I have to say, uh, maybe this is an age thing and that I've gone a bit senile, but uh, I don't know if I've said it on this call, but um, I, I actually um, wonder about um, the potential here for the reintroduction of the idea of some kind of ID card, because I think that um, from what I've seen in the news and just generally in the media over the last well, especially over the last week or so, when we've seen a lot of um, uh, news coming out on um, coronavirus vaccines. My feeling is that the government is not going to force people to take the va- uh, vaccines when they come out. Um, but there are many ways that you can effectively force people to have vaccines without appearing to force them. So, for instance, um you could use this uh so to get a flight um as the um you know the Qantas guy said uh, to get a flight you have to somehow prove that you've had a vaccine um but then i think that that could be widened to lots of things um you could say um anywhere that involves um going going to places or attending events that involve lots of people in a crowded place um you could i wonder whether you can have some sort of qr code or something on your phone um and maybe there'd be a qr reader at the entrance to the venue and you know if you if you got if your qr code uh yeah if you haven't got a qr code there's no you don't get in um and i think that you know i just wonder whether the government could um do something here where they could have some sort of ID cards where you have your, you know, your date of birth, where you live um, and the, um, you know, the va- what vaccine you've had, because I think that way they would be able to tell in terms of where you live. That's important for knowing kind of track for track and trace reasons where you where you've been going, and where you're you know roughly where you're from. Um, the date of birth could be used for um, monitoring any kind of outbreak in terms of um, your age, you know, your, your age demographic. 
Um, and then, of course, you have the vaccine thing on there. So, I mean, I, you know, look, no one said anything. And I, I've, I've not re- really heard that much about it. But it just this just made me think that that kind of ID card idea could potentially rear its head again, because it was um, it was suggested an ID card was suggested about 15 or so years ago by the Labour government. They were going to bring it in. It didn't. It got scrapped about 10 years ago. But I just wonder whether now would be a good time to reintroduce it, potentially. And it could uh, it could be quite useful. But also, um, it's going to be, you know, people will obviously complain about it in terms of um, invasion of privacy and things. But then again, I think if they do if they have a card that enables them to go on flights and go to the pub and go to rock concerts and stuff maybe people's resistance will will crumble so i don't know but i think it's a very interesting thing because you know obviously we've got these vaccines at the moment and it's just a question of i say just it's a question of what if we get them and they're good how are we going to distribute them and how quickly are we going to do it do you think that everyone will be receptive to taking this vaccine in the first place though? Because obviously there's fairly serious concerns about, you know, these haven't been in development for anywhere near as long as normal vaccines have been in development. So do you think there's going to be a lot of pushback and people who are waiting to take the vaccine for, you know, a few extra months before they actually decide to take the plunge? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I would say um, that um, there is going to be resistance um and i would have thought that this that uh, but like i say if if it becomes incredibly inconvenient to not have it you're probably going to do it you know i mean i and i would include myself in this i think i i think i have talked about this before actually in a weekly um in a weekly podcast but um but i do think that for instance you know there's only going to there's going to going to be so much time people are going to resist because you know, if you if you're at, if you've been holed up in your abode, wherever that may be, for months and months at a time, and you're getting frustrated, and then you, then someone says, "Here's a vaccine. If you take this, you can go. You know, you can go on your Ryanair flight to the south of Spain or something, uh, and have yourself a holiday. Or you could um, you you could not take the vaccine and just stay at home." You know, and I think that over time, people are going to get over the, the their dilemma because I think that they'll feel um, a stronger need eventually to sort of go on holiday and do stuff than they will um, to, you know, you know, with regard or having any misgivings um, about a, 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 a very rapidly approved vaccine. Mm, I mean, to people who are reluctant to take this vaccine, I, I do understand that. You know, the average vaccine takes, I think, like two to five years to develop. And here yeah. we are with this flurry of vaccines. Yeah. Um, what has it been? Eight months since the start mm. of development. Um, so it is a justified concern. But mm. one point that I think is, I mean, it's fairly obvious, but it's something that I didn't really think about, um, is that the reason why these average vaccines take so long to develop is because these labs have to continuously apply for funding and check that they're not breaching any regulations and also find yeah. volunteers. Um, and for COVID, they've obviously got unlimited funding these regulations yeah. are being relaxed for them and volunteers yeah. are a lot easier to come by so yeah. they've really accelerated the process so it's not oh, just yeah. a question of you know this has only been in development for eight months so that's not safe that's, they are that those are excellent points and i would say that um i would add to that 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 um 
technology obviously is always advancing. That's that's one thing. So that you know that can speed things up. Um, but the other thing I would say is that all pharmaceuticals companies are all trying to do the same thing at the same time for the same virus. Um, so uh, so I think that also that concentration of efforts um, is also a factor in the accelerated um, developments of this vaccine. So, you know, I think that it obviously, um, you know, you can, the natural things to compare this kind of stuff um, to what normally happens. But then again, this isn't, you know, these aren't normal situations. So, um, so, yeah. I really thought you were going to do the segue there when you mentioned pharmaceutical companies, but I guess I'll do it. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of pharmaceutical companies, my favorite story, uh, it's really a continuation of one of the stories last week, um, which is the Amazon's announcement of an online delivery service for prescription medicine in the US. Um, And this has had a pretty big effect on the current players in the healthcare market. If you look at Walgreens, Boots Alliance and CVS, um, both their shares dropped by 9% in the wake of the announcement. Um, but today there was an article about these companies saying that it's not that big of a deal. But what do you think, Peter? Um, I think they're putting a brave face on it. Um, I mean, OK, there's a few things to be said here. One is that um, whenever Amazon moves into um, an area, whether that is groceries with. Um, uh, God, what's it called? That, um, Amazon Fresh. Not, no, not just Amazon Fresh. That was the, the I mean, there was that. Oh, God, what's the other one? called? The one they acquired, the... Whole Foods? Yeah, Whole Foods, that's the one. So, yeah, so uh, when they first bought Whole Foods, everyone was like, oh, my God, that's it. This is a category killer. Um, Amazon, Amazon's going to rule groceries. Um, well, well, it didn't. Uh, and it doesn't, always, uh, it doesn't always happen like that. Um, I think you saw it again when, um, you know, when it upped its agreement with Morrison's, um, most recently because that was seen as being much more threatening because um you then you you got um a, a morrison's full range available on amazon for delivery so that's another time when when things you know when um everyone feared that they, this would be a category killer um i think that uh this this specific move with with uh you know, into pharmacy is obviously going to strike fear into the hearts of any pharmacist, uh, certainly in the US anyway. Um, and so I think that the, what these these um, uh, companies are doing is I think they're putting a bit of a brave face on it, um, because although Amazon might be might not be the fully formed rival at the moment and may not have quite as many um you know alliances going as as some of the others um i think that it has the resources and the patience to be able to do so um so yeah i'd, I'd say those those are probably some of the things i some of my thoughts anyway mm, i mean what amazon does really well is just make things so convenient that it's fairly hard to to avoid i mean i don't mind going to the pharmacy but would i rather it be delivered to my door obviously um, it's just so easy to use their services. And I think that's a large part of the appeal. And Amazon Pharmacy is no exception to, to the strategy that other Amazon services have. I mean, you can get your medicine online or you can go to over things like 50,000 brick and mortar stores. Um, so it's definitely a serious player. And obviously, I mean, you know, all these other healthcare companies are also massive, but they're not really in the same league as Amazon. I mean, it's, it's mm. the third most valuable company in the world, I think. 
Mm, um, so mm. if it really is determined to become this one-stop shop for customers, then I think it has the resources to do it and it can just throw money pretty much until mm. until it's gained a sufficient market share. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, what could be even more potentially scary um, is if they somehow manage to team up with, let's say, doctor's surgeries. Um, and then, again, this is just complete conjecture on my part, right? So, um, so for instance, if they somehow got, got a, an agreement with, with doctors, um, they could, you, you would have thought, you know, you get, let's say the doctor writes you a prescription um, and then that goes to Amazon and then Amazon distributes it. And then if that happens, um, you know, and if that happens for everything, pharmaceutical, uh, sorry, um, pharmacies will just be completely cut out of the the loop entirely. Um, And that would be really, um, that would be really scary. And you just, you know, I do wonder, I mean, I I say this, well, you know, my cousin, um, one of of my cousins actually owns uh, a a chain of, a small chain of pharmaceuticals um, companies in the north of England. And by the way, that's not A.S. Watson, the giant, uh, uh, just, just to make sure. That's not that. It's completely different. But just name happens to be Watson. Um, he, you know, you, you'd think that those, those kinds of players w- should be very scared if this, well, certainly if this comes over here. But, you know, th- those kinds of players will be completely cut out. Um, and you do wonder whether that is ult- um, Amazon's ultimate game, because... If that happens, I mean, no one, no one else is going to get a look in. I mean, one thing that I didn't think was interesting, which I hadn't heard about before, was that this isn't actually Amazon's first move into the pharmaceutical sector. Mm. Um, back in 2018, it acquired a company called PillPack, which also delivers prescriptions to patients' homes. Um, and the effects mm. are pretty much the same as what we're seeing now. Um, Walgreens, Boots Alliance and CVS both experienced a sharp fall in their share prices at that mm. time. Um, and you mentioned Whole Foods as well, where... Again, all the big grocers, Walmart, Costco, yep. they all they all suffered share price falls. Um, mm. But moving to the present, it does seem like these companies have largely recovered. So maybe maybe these maybe these uh, these views that it's not such a big deal aren't completely unjustified. Mm. And uh, in the article, the only the only argument that I did think that I did think was slightly convincing um, was that old people are obviously a large demographic when it comes to taking medication. And they might be loyal to to local pharmacists because of it's just what they're comfortable with. Um, mm. In the FT article, one of the analysts said that for all the customers, going to the pharmacy is one of the highlights of their week. Which I mean, yeah, that's I, like board, yeah. that's borderline offensive. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> no, I I thought that as well, I agree with you. I was like, really? Is that really? Is that really people sort of go? Oh. You know what are you doing today? Oh, I don't know. I think I might I, I might ditch Netflix. I think I'm going to go down and uh, see myself the pharmacist. <laughs> um, I yeah, it does sound. But I yeah, look, I can understand that. You know, there are people that would fall within that category. But I don't know. My for my own experience, I find that um, the nearest uh, for me in terms of um, you know GP um, is is Boots. And every time I feel every time I go to Boots for medicine which isn't very very often it's you know but um but whenever i do it's always someone different anyway so there's no i have i have zero um loyalty to that farm you know that pharmacist because it's it as i see it it's just boots so in that sense um 
is it boots is it amazon brutally i would say amazon's fine however if there was you know like my cousin if he had a you know shop near here and and he was doing that obviously i'd feel loyalty to to them but i think the number of those kind of independent places where you would feel um uh, a loyalty to are are fewer and far between versus what they used to be i guess the only other consideration is that all the people are less likely to shop online anyway so maybe that's a factor mm. where they would just go to the local pharmacy instead of you know looking it up online which they maybe aren't that comfortable doing yeah yeah i mean you know we'll we'll i think that's a very again a fair point um and you know again i say my uh my mum doesn't have a, a a mobile phone even um and her and her uh, you know my stepdad they um they they don't they avoid amazon um at, at all costs they don't have an amazon account they never get anything from there um and i guess that they're part of a generation who who may well be be you know quite kind of similar to that and so you know they would have uh, an affinity but like i say i think i really think for the vast majority you know you're getting medicine it's not i don't know is it, it just seems i i don't know how much loyalty there is i, I hope there is for the sake of pharmacies but you know re, re, in re, in reality um, are people going to object to getting their stuff from Amazon or not? I mean, I thought it was a bit um, desperate um, of the guy. So this this guy, um, the CFO of, of Walgreens Boots Alliance, said, um, when you want to go and get your COVID vaccination, are you going to call Amazon or are you going to call Walgreens or CVS? <laughs> I mean, I thought that was very desperate. I almost felt like adding, you know, or are you going to call Ghostbusters <laughs> or whatever? I, you know, at the end of that... But I just think that, yeah, I don't know. I felt that was a bit desperate of him to say that. Um, but um, but obviously, time will tell. It may well. I think the main sort of limiting factor for Amazon will be if there is a limit, you know, a limit on the types of drugs that they can they can deal in. <laughs> oh, God, I'm <laughs> trying to, not to talk about uh, Amazon being a drug dealer, but um, you know, how what can they deal in? Are they restricted? If they aren't restricted, then then that's a category killer. If they can only give you you know stuff at the moment which is what happens at the moment stuff that you can pretty much buy over the counter for you know most places um then it's not a threat but like i say if they can actually push to make that broader then that will be a massive threat sounds good um just one final thing that i wanted to get your view on i read in a 2018 article that out of every ten dollars spent online in the us four dollars is spent on amazon services do you have any yeah. concerns about Amazon moving into every single sector and really becoming, you know, $5, $6, $7 out of that 10? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. But interestingly, I I wonder whether there will be, once things do calm down, um, I I, you know, in terms of the coronavirus, I wonder whether people are going to really try very hard um to shop as locally as they can to try and help the little guy you know um and i think that there's a big appeal for it going on now because you often see on tv people saying for god's sake please don't go to amazon please shop with us you know we're local we need it more than they do and we give you better service and all this kind of stuff um and i i wonder whether 
as we emerge from this and people get vaccinated where and and crucially shops stay open um i think that um maybe people will try harder um to avoid amazon um but it's difficult to say because it's so darn convenient i mean you know it has everything on there pretty much um and you know, I, I, I certainly find myself when I when I um, shop online, if I see on a, something, if I've got time and I see something on Amazon, I will usually try to find it elsewhere to see if I can get it elsewhere. But invariably, Amazon is kind of, you know, is the place that you can get it, really. So it's 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 very tricky. But I do think that. Um, the bigger Amazon gets, the more people are going to think, oh, you know, do we want to get bigger? Um, and they maybe will swing away from them and maybe try to buy locally. But I think, yeah, I don't know. As I listen to myself, I find myself being, you know, not particularly <laughs> convinced on that front. Um, but, you know, I hope so, because obviously it would be nice to be able to save um, smaller operators rather than give the big ones even more than they've already got. What do you think? Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to make myself sound like a lazy person who, who doesn't care about little businesses, but I, mm. I really do think it's hard to, to avoid Amazon. I mean, I use Amazon, Amazon Fresh mm. to, to shop. Um, mm-hmm. I use you know, Amazon Prime constantly. Uh, I mean, mm. <laughs> it really, not just in lockdown, even when I was out of lockdown, I primarily use Amazon mm. to get to get stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it is very, very difficult to <laughs> convince myself to put the needs of small businesses mm. over my own. I mean, I, you know, like I say, I, as I listen to myself say, <laughs> trying to defend it, I, I'm thinking, well, I don't know, I think it's the convenience factor. Um, but um, but yeah, actually, just out of interest, how do you find Amazon Fresh? You're, you're the only person I know um that that um you know that that does that what's your what's your experience what sort of stuff do you get from there uh, i mean it's pretty pretty ideal for just any anything you can get at the supermarket on your weekly shop um mm. the morrisons the the partnership with morrisons is also really great i mean i think they have like two hour delivery if you spend more than 40 mm-hmm. pounds which is i mean i don't know how they manage to do that but it's yeah it's probably mm. the the most convenient service provided by amazon i think um mm. yeah it's <laughs> don't want to sound like an amazon wow. marketer but... i was just going to say and the, and this and this uh and the end of this episode <laughs> of watson's daily is brought to you by <laughs> it's brought to you by morrison's and amazon no it's not that's just joking um but um but anyway yeah interesting anyway well um probably fuel for another uh, discussion another day but um thanks very much for your time um thanks for listening everyone um the, other, the only thing I wanted to say, extra thing I wanted to say was um, if you are a subscriber to Watson's Daily uh, and specifically a silver uh, subscriber, um, there's going to be a new competition, monthly competition um, coming up. Um, I'm only going to do one this year because um, then we, you know, going into December. But um, what the prize will be. I will help you, you know, basically you will have sessions with me, uh, three, three sessions in a, a very small uh, group. So hopefully you will get a lot of value out of it. But anyway, but there you go. There's more, more details to come. Thank you very much indeed, um, Jerry. It's great to talk to you as usual. 
um, and uh, speak again tomorrow. tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Bye.